بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إقرارا به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد أحبتي في الله نحييكم بتحية أهل الجنة وتحية أهل الجنة السلام فالسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته My dear respected brothers and sisters and viewers we'd like to greet you with the greeting of the people of Jannah as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran تحيتهم فيها سلام that the greeting within once they enter will be peace and salam. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us that peace. So and therefore I say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I would like to make dua in these beautiful moments that uh, as a fasting person, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Thalatu da'awatim mustajabat, that three types of dua that can be answered. And one of them is the dua of the fasting person until he breaks his fast. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty, to accept all our siyam and all of our qiyam and all of our ruku' and sujood and tilawatul Qur'an and sadaqat and ta'at. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all of our fasting, all of our standing up in night prayers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our ruku' and sujood and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our reading of the Quran and to accept from us all good actions and good deeds that we do in this month Allahumma ameen and to make us of those who by the end of the month are written from those who are saved from the hellfire as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a beautiful hadith وَلِلَّهِ عُتَقَاءٌ مِّنَ النَّارِ وَذَلِكَ فِي كُلِّ لَيْلَةِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has people that he will save from the hellfire and that is every night in the month of Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us anew from the people of Jannah. Allahumma ameen. Our today's lesson and reminder, وَفِي ذَلِكَ فَلْيَتَنَافَسِ الْمُتَنَافِسُونَ A beautiful ayah in Surah Waylul لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in what can be translated as and let the competitors compete and let those who have the urge in regards to prepare themselves and do competition in matters of the deen, let them compete. And therefore, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who compete. Allahumma ameen. If we look at our advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we contemplate on the Quran, because this month, dear Muslim, is the month of the Quran and the month of contemplation. If we look at the messages of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hidden gems of the Quran, and when we ponder and contemplate at the Quran, we will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala urging us to do ijtihad fil amal salih wa ijtihad fil ta'ah. We have to strive and struggle in regards to ta'ah and worship and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ijtihad in good deeds in general and let alone a beautiful month, a blessed month like the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also encourages us to hasten and be fast in all types of khairat, in all types of goodness, 
in all types of blessing in to all, uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises in many places in the Quran to hasten and to be fast in forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what opportunity the, uh, of forgiveness better than this month Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises in the Quran to hasten towards Jannah the width of it is like the width of the heavens and the earth and more and what better uh, opportunity and a gift that a person can get more than Jannah which is obviously we know the honor more than Jannah is having the honor of gazing and looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's beautiful face who would not want to have that reward who would want to be lazy in regards to getting these amazing rewards nobody in reality if a person contemplates on these things and looks at the Quran he will find the urging from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the striving from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards these amazing opportunities and blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran and hasten towards the forgiveness from your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and paradise the width of it is like the width of the heavens and the earth it has been prepared for who dear Muslim it has been prepared for those who have taqwa and those who would like to be classified from those who are muttaqeen righteous we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us anew from them Allahumma ameen Dear Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to you in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu urka'u wasjudu wa'abudu rabbakum wa'f'alu al-khayra la'allakum tuflihoon Oh who you believe, oh who you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make ruku' and hasten towards ruku' and make sujood and hasten towards sujood and worship your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do all types of goodness for the reason so that you may, may become successful and that you will become from those who have success in this dunya and have success in the akhirah as well. And the Prophet emphasized the beauty of this ayah in a beautiful hadith telling us the blessings that are righteous that we can get from hastening and doing the good deeds and doing the ibadat and the worship especially in a beautiful month like this the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said if khayra dahrakum make sure that you do khair in your whole lifetime in 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 the year in the whole year in the whole time and he said so you have the opportunity take the opportunity of the whole year but make sure you catch and make sure you seize the opportunity and the winds and the breeze of mercy and sometimes you know we don't always have breeze sometimes it's hot weather sometimes it's cold weather but sometimes we have that nice beautiful cold breeze that we need in a hot day and the same thing the prophet he said take advantage of the whole year but when you find a beautiful breeze be ready to capture it be ready to gain from it and these breezes they come with mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like the opportunity of the beautiful month of Ramadan because surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has breezes of mercy he can give and bestow whoever whom he wills from his servants so make sure dear Muslim 
You are there to seize this opportunity and you are there from those who can gain this breeze of mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-munafasa ila al-khayr, al-musabaqa ila al-ta'at, al-musara'a ila rida al-rahmani subhanahu wa ta'ala, hadha kana amalu al-nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa kana yuhafiz ummatuhu ala dhalik. The opportunity of competing for goodness, the opportunity of telling the people to hasten towards the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and towards all types of obedience towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hastening and being fast towards pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all something that the Prophet وسلم, used to encourage his ummah and something that he was ahras al-nasi ala fi'lihi wa ala nushi ummatihi bidalik. He used to be from the most people that he was attentive and very, uh, 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 very serious in regards to advising, doing it himself, obviously, and advising his ummah to do the same as well. And that's why Aisha radiallahu anha, we see like an amazing hadith that she used to say, was it came that the most beloved uh, action to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that is continuous even if it's small, even if it is little by little. And the Aisha radiallahu anha, she said the Prophet sallallahu that his actions used to be consistent and continuous altogether, same together, he never kind of stopped and everything. And this is what is needed from us in a beautiful month like this. You see that the reality of many people, subhanAllah, in the month of Ramadan, like in this first week now, we are in our eighth day, and the people, mashallah, they already get in the energy, khalas, in the first week of Ramadan. But sadly, by the time they reach the 10th day, their energy starts to, and their momentum starts to reduce, and it starts going down. And therefore, like we are we advising our first uh, reminder last Tuesday, is that a person should treat Ramadan into three sections. You go by it 10 days by 10 days by 10 days. And after each 10 days, you refresh your system and you have a new intention and you become ready. And then you also alternate between the ibadat and make a different ibadat and worships. So you do not become bored. Taraweeh, obviously, they have to be consistent. So therefore, the, this is something that is regular and it keeps you going all, all throughout the month of Ramadan. But the amount you read the Quran, the amount you look at the tafsir of the Quran, the amount that you look at the ayat to make the tadabbur of the Quran, you should be having variety of looking at the stories in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, of the qasas of the Quran and the beautiful stories that can be benefited from the Quran. One time you look at the story of Prophet Yusuf. One time you look at the story of Prophet Musa. One time you look at the story of Prophet Nuh. One time you look at the story of Prophet Ibrahim. All of it, when you contemplate in the Quran, you'll find these gems and beautiful stories that will give you a, a boost in Iman, that will give you an increase in your Iman dose, that will make you also energetic towards making ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and contemplating and understanding more. In your Salatul Taraweeh, how about you look at uh, uh, the meaning of that juice that you're about to read? That portion that you are at, you are about to read in that salah, uh, uh, you look at it. You look at its meaning. You look at tafsir. You look at what the scholars mention, and then like that, you will be more attached to the wordings of that uh, of those recitation of those ayat. When the imam is reading, if you're going to the masjid, you will be more closer to the to the Quran like that. Just not looking 
at nothingness and like thinking empty thoughts in your salah, but rather you're gaining more khushu'ah, more tranquility in your prayer because you understood it. You understand and you go through the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha because it's something that is repeated in every rak'ah and you understand the meanings behind it and you understand the tafsir behind it as well. And what are the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us in Surah Al-Fatiha so we contemplate. Once you have this foundation, dear Muslim, you will have a beautiful taste in the month of Ramadan. Or you'll rather actually have as well a, a, a beautiful taste of the Quran. You will be able to taste the Quran more. You will be able to have the sweetness of Iman that the Prophet speaks about in amazing ahadith. And also the generosity, dear Muslim, in, the, in this the month of Ramadan is not just generosity of finance and generosity of donations and generosity of, of money and wealth, even though that is encouraged more time than any other time, but rather generosity even in the reading of the Quran, even in our salah, in our sunan rawatib, the sunan that we have to do after salawat. If a person, for example, is he, outside the month of Ramadan, he only does the fara'id and the compulsory prayer, in the month of Ramadan, he should be increasing more and he should be doing even the nawafil and the sunan al-rawatib. If he's a person that does the sunan al-rawatib as well, in outside the month of Ramadan now, he should be doing more and prolonging his time more. If he's a person that was a neglecter, subhanallah, and this is a reality of the Quran, outside the month of Ramadan, then he should be from those who are attached to the Quran every single day in the month of Ramadan, attached by reading, attached by understanding, attached to the Quran by understanding the meaning and the tafsir and looking at it, attached to the Quran by contemplating of the ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent. Subhanallah, you look for example and you say, oh, the ayat that are Makkiyah and the verses and the surah of the Quran that are Makkiyah, meaning it was revealed in Mecca, it all focuses on Tawheed. It all focuses on the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It all was focusing on the matter of singling out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship. And then the matters that are madaniyya, the ayat and the verses that are madaniyya, it focuses on the other ibadat and other ta'at that we have to do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other ahkam in the sharia and the rulings uh, uh, that of sharia and the teachings of islam that came they all came in medina and th that's why they were revealed to the prophet sallallahu in medina so for years and years the matter was focusing on tawheed worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becoming closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleasing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and staying away from the things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid look at the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and what abdullah ibn abbas radiallahu an used to say about our messenger alayhi salatu was salam in the beautiful month of ramadan he said kana an nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ajwad an nas that the messenger alayhi salatu was salam used to be the most generous of people in all types of matters wa kana ajwad ma yakun fi shahri ramadan and the most generous he used to be alayhi salatu was salam in the month of ramadan and abdullah ibn abbas he, he kind of went further to explain the hadith more that this generosity was not only generosity of finance but rather generosity in reading the quran and understanding of the quran inna jibril alayhi salam kana yalqahu kullu laylatin kullu laylatin min ramadan hatta yansalikh فيعرض عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم القرآن فإذا لقيه جبريل كان الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود بالخير من الريح المرسلة 
the 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 sahabi he abdullah ibn abbas he said that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to be generous and the most generous he used to be in the month of ramadan and that when angel jibril used to meet the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam specifically uh, specifically uh, 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 at each night of the month of ramadan until the ramadan finished meaning from the beginning of ramadan until the ramadan finishes he used to revise angel jibril used to revise the quran with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so they would study the quran this study is a study of reading this study between angel jibril and the prophet sallallahu was a study of contemplation a study of understanding the meaning and looking at the quran as well not just quickly reading it and kind of finishing it and the goal and the aim of a person just what he wants to be from those who finishes it quickly and kind of uh, makes a whole khatma or whole completion of the quran no rather they wanted to be from those who understood and contemplated like our messenger alayhi salatu wasalam doing here with angel jibril faida laqiyahu jibril alayhi salam if angel jibril met the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam after that meeting he used to be more generous because he's happy with what he learned he's happy with what he understood so he gives it and he spreads it and he also shares what he learned from information and revelation and he also shares the benefits and the gems that he learned as well and also as well the Prophet ﷺ used to be generous in regards to his actions generally as well. He used to be generous in regards to his 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 uh, his, his generosity of finance, his generosity of, of, of feeding as well. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ encouraged these matters in giving into charity for and feeding the people as well in the month of ramadan because it's an opportunity that a person could enter jannah with it as the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned therefore dear muslim subhanallah when you look at this competition that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do it is amazing and we said that this ayah uh, 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we contemplate on it he prepared the believers in order to listen to this ayah and to learn this ayah if we look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us in the Quran and specifically in the surah surah al-mutaffifin and in this amazing ayah how we contemplate and how we should be looking and understanding the Quran because from it we will understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to complete in all types of khair in all types of goodness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins in ayah number 22 of surah al-mutaffifin surely those who are righteous abrar and those who have righteousness and those who are from the believers and have righteousness as well and they reach that level they're going to be in a beautiful abode of na'im bliss eternal bliss forever for which is jannah they will be upon beds and sofas they will be gazing subhanallah at allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will be gazing at the beauty that they have been given you will be able to see if from their faces the sign of bliss and the sign of goodness as well because of what they have believed and because of the blessing that they're in when they entered jannah they will be given from a sealed nectar and this sealed nectar is a drink that is beautiful the taste of it it has been sealed with the the, the sweetness of nectar and the beautiful smell as well 
the seal for this nectar that they will be drinking is, is musk. The smell of it is musk. And the seal of it is musk. And musk is the greatest smell. Subhanallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he ends these ayat after preparing you, after giving you a, a, a beautiful description, a beautiful scenery of what the people of Jannah will be getting and what their bliss and what their beauty is going to be given to them in this beautiful Jannah and this beautiful abode that they're all working hard for. And then he ends it, he says, if you want this, then you need to compete. If you want this, you need to hasten. It doesn't come easy, dear Muslim. When you want something in this dunya, you have to work hard for it. You want a high position in work. You have to work hard for it and you get a raise and a raise and a raise until you reach that position. You want to get good grades. You need to work hard for it, sleepless nights, study and so on. And the same thing, dear Muslim, here. If you want Jannah, Jannah is not going to be hold, uh, handed to you on a plate of gold. It's not that easy. Rather, even when you want gold and you want diamond in this dunya, you have to work hard and you have to clear it and you have to purify it in order to reach to those gems. And the same thing, dear Muslim, you want that Jannah and you want these beauties that I mentioned, for example, in this beautiful ayat, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to you, Let the competitors compete and be ready to compete, dear Muslim. So now, in once we understand this reminder, and once we understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging us towards a way of happiness outside the month of Ramadan and inside the month of Ramadan and to compete to gain that happiness and to gain that joy in this dunya and the akhirah, then we need to understand what types of competition that we can gain. And from the greatest type of competition, dear Muslim, that we can gain in the month of Ramadan is purifying our intention. Intention, dear Muslim, is the key to success in this dunya. And that's why the Prophet وسلم, he mentions the beautiful hadith of Umar ibn Khattab Everything has an intention, dear Muslim. And therefore you have to focus on your intention. And you need to purify your intention. And that's why the Prophet وسلم, linked all actions to intentions. If your intention is good, then you will be rewarded for that intention. And if you do not have a good intention, then you will not be rewarded for the action that you're doing if you don't have an intention that is good based upon it. And therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the, in, in the Quran and he, he, to make sincerity and ikhlas like in Surah Al-Bayyinah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to make sure our a'mal is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That our a'mal and actions and deeds is sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهِ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينِ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينِ Ikhlas, sincerity. And that's the first condition in order for your actions, dear Muslim, to be accepted. Your intention has to be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore the scholars subhanallah mention that the intention, you could call it tijaratul ulama. It is the business and it is the transaction and also it is the way of dealing of the scholars and the people of knowledge. Because subhanallah, in intention, you could use it for variety of things. You have different deeds that you want to do, 
but you can have nice, amazing intention for each one of them in your heart that you will be able to get various of reward for each one. For example, if a person, for example, wants to go to the masjid and to pray, and he wants to pray Salatul Subh or Fajr prayer, as it, as it is called, but we know we have the two sunnah of Fajr. We have the two, two sunnah before the congregational prayer. We have the two sunnah of Fajr. Imagine he comes in, and obviously we know that once a person enters the masjid, he has tahiyyatul masjid. He has tahiyyatul masjid, the, the, the greeting of the masjid, the two rak'ahs of greeting the masjid. So now a person here, he has tahiyyatul masjid and also the sunnah of fajr to do at the same time. The scholars say here it is permissible for a person to combine these two actions with two different intentions within his heart. So he intends, obviously, within his heart, there is no verbal uh, verbalization or saying it out loud for any intention in any ibadat of our religion. But rather you, 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 you renew it and you rectify it and you correct it and you kind of prepare it as well for the action that you're doing. So now when he's praying these two rak'ats in the masjid, he can pray them with two intentions. The first is for tahiyyatul masjid and greeting the masjid. And the second is for the sunnah of fajr. And like that, he gets double the reward and more reward than just praying one. Naam. And look how amazing, subhanAllah, and how blessed the religion uh, of Islam. Also as well, is that, for example, in the month of Ramadan, how about we rectify our intention for the Quran? And this is one of the best ways that you compete. We are in this competition amongst each other. And the Prophet wasallam tells us, for example, in a beautiful hadith, in, in general, that if a person, uh, uh, if a person uh, says his adkar and says his dua, and for example, he says, "La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah, lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir." Hundred times a day, he will have various of deeds. From it is that he will be like a person who has freed ten slaves. He will be also from a person that will be raised hundred ranks in Jannah. And he will be given hundred rewards and hundred sins will be taken away from him. And shaitan will not be able to touch him that day. And nobody will be as good as him in rewards, meaning he has as much as him in rewards, except somebody said like him, meaning he said that the same dua and the same adkar, or he said above and more. So that shows competition as well, meaning don't be from those who just take the, the kind of the minimal or take the smallest and say, Alhamdulillah, I'm, suf I'm sufficient with, with only my farad salah. No, but uh, uh, be from those Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْهُمْ سَابِقٌ لِلْخَيْرَاتِ And from the, uh, from the believers, there's going to be مِنْهُمْ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala categorized the believers in, in, in categories. Some of them, they the ones who oppress themselves because they don't do as much good deeds and they stick to the basics and they say, ah, oh, Alhamdulillah, five daily prayers, khalas, I did the foundation, I did. Don't be thinking like that. And minhum muqtasid, from those who, for example, are those who, who, who does the farad and the compulsory and, 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 and does extra as well uh, 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 with that. He does little bit of extra. Many category, the third category is the one that hastens to khairat and does more and he is excelling in everything. Why, do, why can't we be from those? Everything, subhanAllah, in our lives as humans, we always try to compete. 
Oh, we want to get the best job, the best car, the best house, the best of grades for our children, the best of results and everything. And we become sad if we don't get it. Oh, he lost this. He lost that. He lost his house. He lost his car. He lost uh, his children, uh, lost in an exam or they got bad grades or they failed. We become uh, disheartened and we become heartbroken and we become sad. But subhanallah, it is to, it's, it's a sad reality, subhanallah, the Muslim, to see that no Muslim gets heartbroken for missing salah. Or, or, or no Muslim, subhanallah, gets heartbroken for, for not doing as many good deeds. Or not becoming a person that takes advantage of opportunities and seasons of mercy and seasons of multitude and seasons of reward. And he he because doesn't become sad. Subhanallah, you see a Muslim in the month of Ramadan, outside the month of Ramadan, after the month of Ramadan, he still hasn't changed. What are you doing, dear Muslim, with your life? Why are you not changing for the better? Why are you not doing this khair so you can take advantage? Do you think this dunya will last forever for you, dear Muslim? If, it, if this dunya was to last for anybody, it would have lasted for the best of mankind. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So do not think that you're better than Muhammad sallallahu sallam or greater than Muhammad sallallahu sallam or you're going to get more than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for you in this dunya. But rather everything is there for you in this dunya and you just need to work hard for it by having tawakkul upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and working hard as well with this reliance and you take with asbab, al-akhdu bil asbab and you take by the means you just don't sit down and you say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give it to me and you don't think that no I have to do this and this and this and you miss your purpose in this life which is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran don't be from those who are distracted in the dunya and they forget the purpose of life like he says to us in surah al-hakum al-takathur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says al-hakum al-takathur hatta zurtum al-maqabir that you have been distracted with the increase in money, increase in wealth, increase in children and so on, increase in dunya matters until subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us with a powerful reminder in the next ayah, hatta zurtum al-maqabir, until you visit the graves. And this visiting the graves is not when you go and bury, bury brother Muhammad or you bury brother Khalid or you bury this sister or that brother or your, your, your parents or this or your family members. No, because that moment is just a moment of sadness. You go back home two, three days and you're back happy. No, it is the moment when you go inside the grave and you have nothing to show for except your deeds. So therefore, we need to prepare for that, dear Muslim, and we need to have the best of competition running in towards this khair. Imagine that, subhanallah, a person, when he's reading Quran in the month of Ramadan, he refreshes and he has more than one intention. For example, his intention when he's reading the Quran is that he wants shifa from this Quran. He wants shifa and, 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 and recovery. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as he mentions us and tells us in, the, in, the, in this beautiful ayat, that a person can capable of gaining a lot of uh, 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 khair and shifa and rahmah and mercy and guidance from this Quran as well. Also, how about if a person, for example, when he focuses on the Quran, he will be from those who are uh, preparing their intention and saying that his intention in reading the Quran is like when he wants to have rahmah, uh, 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 he wants to have mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he's reading the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us in the Quran 
that it will be a reliever of ham and gum, uh, depression and worries and anxieties and other calamities that befalls upon a person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that surely with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hearts will become at ease and they will become tranquil. Also, subhanallah, you will get great rewards from reading the Quran. Don't we know the hadith of the Prophet that Alif Lam Mim is just not one reward within uh, as a word, you will be rewarded for it as one single word. No, each letter in that word will be rewarded separately. And you won't be rewarded one reward for each letter, rather the minimum, subhanAllah, from the mercy of Allah, you will be rewarded by 10. So Alif is 10 rewards, and Lam is 10 rewards, and Meem is 10 rewards. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can multiply, as it came in the hadith, all the way to 700. Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha'a. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allah can multiply and make manifold more than that, more than the 700, subhanAllah. So imagine just for reading the Quran, if you, a person kind of contemplates on the pages of the Quran, if you read one page, you get minimum, as some of the scholars mentioned, by calculating the letters of the Quran with difference of opinion, but averagely, uh, uh, with few letters here and there, if a person reads one page of the Quran, and once uh, one side of the Quran or one page, he will be getting the minimum of 5,000 rewards. One page. And if you read a whole juz of the Quran, you will be getting as minimum of 100,000 rewards. 100,000 rewards. Five zeros, subhanAllah. Just for reading one juz, and a juz will take you 20, 30 minutes. It's only 20 pages in majority of the musahif, uh, uh, the, the normal standard print. And obviously, then if you read the whole Quran, as the scholars mentioned, you will get minimum. That's by, by the calculation that each letter gets the uh, uh, 10 rewards. You will get 3 million rewards for reading the whole Quran. What are you waiting for, dear Muslim? 3 million rewards. Subhanallah. 3 million good deeds are put in your scale. What are you waiting for? Wallahi, there will be a moment in the Day of Judgment when a person is regretting and he's wishing, subhanallah, that he has done more. Nobody in Jannah, nobody in the Day of Judgment or before Jannah, and nobody in the Day of Judgment will be saying, Alhamdulillah, I have enough, I am secure. Nobody will be thinking that he's secure. If a person has good deeds and he, 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 has, he has done good, he will be saying, I wish I have done more, because he doesn't know if he's going to be from the people of Al-A'raf. As it came in Surah Al-A'raf, the Araf, the people of the Araf are the people that basically their hasanat and their sayyat are equal. Their scale of good deeds and bad deeds are equal. Why would you put yourself in, in, in a situation like that? They are 50-50 in a sense. They're in the middle, subhanAllah. And they are basically under the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide with them with his wisdom and with his mercy and with, 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 with the justice, subhanAllah, what, what will happen to them. But why a person, subhanAllah, in day of judgment, he will be going to his mum and his dad and his brother and his wife and his children and saying to them, all I'm looking for is one good deed. That's all I need. All I'm looking for, subhanAllah, the scales are so sensitive that all you need is one amal and salih, one good deed. And you have an opportunity by reading one page, you get minimum of 5,000 rewards. By reading a whole just you get minimum of 100,000 rewards. By reading the whole Quran, you get 3 million rewards, subhanAllah, an opportunity that we all should be looking for. We all should be working hard for. Imagine a person when he's reading the Quran, you will be 
getting the protection of, for example, from al-hifdu min fitnat al-dajjal. You will be preserved from the fitna of Dajjal in, 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 in from the signs of Day of Judgment and the fake Messiah and the fake Dajjal, fake liar. And because the Prophet Sallallahu as it came in the famous hadith, whoever memorizes the first 10 ayat of Surah Al-Kahf, he will be protected from the fitna of Dajjal. In another narration, it, it, it is said that so in, this is Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. In another narration, he, he will, he will uh, uh, whoever reads uh, or memorizes the last 10 ayat, whoever memorizes the last 10 ayat of Surah Al-Kahf. Now, this means that the ulama mentioned it's better to combine between both because both narrations are authentic. So a person should be memorizing the first 10 ayat of Surah Al-Kahf, the last 10 ayat of Surah Al-Kahf as well in regards to specifically the fitna of Al-Masih al-Dajjal so you can be protected from that as well. Also, subhanAllah, dear Muslim, is that... Uh, 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 when you read the Quran, your intention is that so you can be from those who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions in the beautiful hadith. He will be, it will be said to them in the day of judgment, Iqra, warattil, wartaqi, aw iqra, wartaqi, warattil, fa inna manzilataka anda akhiru ayatin taqra'uha. In one narration of this amazing hadith, it will be said to a person, read and raise in ranks, go up in levels, and recite because your highest level and the last level you will be in Jannah is with the last re recitation of the last ayah that you know. And some scholars said this could be by reading of the Quran alone. And some scholars said, no, it includes memorizing of the Quran. So we need to work hard, dear Muslim. It is not an easy game. Rather, this competition is, 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 hard, is hard and it needs a little bit effort from us as well. Also, how about subhanAllah, that when you read in the Quran, you want to be from those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them that their iman increases. Allah says in the Quran, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُنَا زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And the, from the signs of the believers and the characteristics of the believers, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us anew from them, dear Muslim. They are the ones who, if our ayat, our verses have been recited upon them, have been recited upon them, they hear it, they read it themselves, it will increase them in Iman. And isn't that a reality? Isn't that the truth? SubhanAllah, dear Muslim, look at, ask yourself when you read the Quran, or when you listen to the Quran, you're praying Salat al-Taraweeh and you listen to your, to your favorite Imam, or you're, you're, you're listening to your favorite reciter on YouTube, and you're listening to that Quran, you'll be like, SubhanAllah, you're in a beautiful moment. Your heart becomes soft, your heart becomes tranquil. All the burdens and the fitan and the distractions of the dunya, your debt that you have, your taxes that you have to pay, your work that you have to go up in the morning, all of that kind of flies out of your brain for those moments. And you're focusing on the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from its beauty, even if you're not an Arabic person, even if you're not understanding the Quran and you don't you don't know its tafsir, it still has an effect, subhanAllah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that it is guidance. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he began introducing us to the Quran in the first surah after surah al-Fatiha with telling us that this Quran is guidance for anybody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif Lam Mim, al-kitabu la He says, surely that book, the Quran, there is no doubt about it. Hudan lil-muttaqeen, it is guidance for the 
people that are having taqwa in the heart. It is guidance for everybody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed it upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it can be contemplated on and it can be listened to and it could be heard so a person could be affected so so it can have effect on the person's heart in the quran as well imagine dear muslim you want to read the quran and your intention of reading the quran is that you want to make it as a cause for you in jannah and it, so it could be as an interceder for you in other terminology uh, it could be a lawyer for you speaking on your behalf the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, As-siyamu wal-Qur'an yashfa'ani lil-abdi yawm al-qiyamah. That fasting and the Qur'an, they will be interceders for the person in the day of judgment. The fasting will say, oh Allah, I prevented him from food and drink in the daytime. So make me the fasting as an interceder for him. I will speak on his behalf. And the Qur'an will say, oh Allah, I made him throughout the whole night read the whole Qur'an, read the Qur'an. And he didn't even sleep well and so on. So he was reading the Qur'an and, and, and mentioning the Qur'an throughout the night so therefore make me interceder for him so it can be a, 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 a protection from you from the hellfire it could be a blessing for you and it could be an interceder for you the quran is something that will protect you from the fitan and the guidances like the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam tells us in a beautiful hadith that ali bin abi talib radiallahu an he came to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam one day and he heard the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam uh, 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 he said, surely there will be coming a time when there is going to be great fitan. And wallahi, dear Muslim, we are living in this reality. Mm -hmm. The miracle of the Prophet wasallam is that he was mentioning things that are happening to us now, as if he's living amongst us. And then Ali ibn Abi Talib, عن, he said, Give us the answer. What is the result and the outcome? And basically, how do I protect myself from this fitan? So the Prophet وسلم, he said, Kitabullah. The hadith goes on in longer. It has many benefits and fruits from it. But the key here is that the Prophet وسلم, they said the foundation, the first that we could use it to work hard and use it in our beautiful competition and to give us a boost up above everybody else in this amazing competition the competition of ramadan is that it will be the book of allah you read it dear muslim you listen to it you understand its meaning you put contemplation with it as well this contemplation is looking at the tafsir looking at the gems that you can be gained you say 17 times in 17 rak'ahs a day minimum but at the same time you do shirk, it doesn't make sense. How could you say to you alone we worship and to you alone we ask for help? Then you go to a grave or you go to somebody other than Allah and you ask for something that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do. Dear Muslim, you have to contemplate in the Quran so you can take the gems from the Quran. You say to Allah, guide us to the straight path. But you are not even doing the good ta'at and worships other than the, uh, that will divert you away from this straight path. And you insisting on the sin, even in the month of Ramadan. How could you be from those who say, guide us to the straight path? And you're insisting on the sin. Rather, this is the time of opportunity of Tawbah and repentance for you, dear Muslim. So you can say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am coming, O oh Allah, towards you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says to us, Wallahu yuridu an yatuba alaykum. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to forgive you. It doesn't matter how much sins you have. If you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment, as it came in the hadith of Qudsi, and that you have sins as they, they, they are the amount of between the heavens and the earth in sins, but you came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without shirk and repentance and tawbah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Dear Muslim, no, remember the, the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he says in the Quran in Surah Al-Fatir, Man kana yuridu al-izzata falillahi al-izzatu jami'a. Whoever wants honor, you want to be honored, you want to be raised, you want to have uh, uh, basically good status in the dunya amongst the people, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has type, all types of honor. And that if you want it, you have to do it through obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala angry on the account of the people, meaning you're trying to please the people. And that's why the Arabs, they have a very famous statement. They say, You try to make the people happy over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will not be able to do it because pleasing all the people, the people will never be happy with you. You please two, three people, 10 people will say something bad. You please 10 people, million people will say, you will never be able to please everybody. So why don't you work on pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially on a beautiful month like this month of Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us anew from those who take this advantage of this month. Allahumma ameen. Dear Muslim, make sure that you uh, uh, you be from the ones like what Imam Wuhayb ibn Abi al-Ward al-Qurashi rahimahullah ta'ala from the great scholars he mentioned he said in istata'ta alla yasbiqaka ila Allahi ahadun fa'fal and this is the ending, inshallah, of our reminder that we I want everybody to make it like an earring in their ear, meaning it's always with you, and make it a necklace in your in your in your neck because it is a key, subhanallah, and it's a beautiful statement. He said, if it's possible not to let anybody compete you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or be first in front of you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to please Allah, then make sure you don't let that happen. How could I do that? As we mentioned, this is a month of opportunity. This is the month of doing more, May, showing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the best of yourself. You have taraweeh and qiyamul layl to do, dear Muslims, so be ready. You have reading of the Quran. You're already sufficing with a juz. Make sure it's a juz and a half. You did juz and a half, make two, two juz. Made, instead of completing the Quran once in Ramadan, work hard to complete it twice. And how about you have one completion of Quran by reading and another completion of tadabbur and contemplation. You're looking at the tafsir. Now, alhamdulillah, there are many lessons of tafsir are going on and through Quran. You look at the trustworthy tafsir through the trustworthy teachers, alhamdulillah. You look at the tafsir of Imam al-Sa'di. Look at the tafsir of Imam ibn Kathir. Beautiful tafsir that you can understand and learn from. And alhamdulillah, all available in the English language as well. And you look at the, 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 the people that have been explaining these tafsir according to the Quran, according to the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that He makes us anew from those who follow the teachings of the Prophet Sallallahu Allahumma Ameen. Finally, my dear respected brothers and sisters uh, uh, and the listeners of this uh, 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 beautiful finish, a uh, beautiful uh, uh, podcast and beautiful uh, uh, Newcastle Fast FM radio. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts all your ibadat and all of your deeds. Allahumma ameen. 
we say finally jazakumullah khair for your time and jazakumullah khair for your listening subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashhadu la ilaha ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh